Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 WSBT, WSBTRadio.com, the WSBT Radio app, and on Twitch as Darren Pritchett talks Notre Dame football recruiting with Blue and Gold Illustrated insider Mike Singer. Well, I really appreciate Mike jumping on board on a Friday to talk some Notre Dame football recruiting as the Fighting Irish picked up a verbal commitment today for the class of 2025. Mike, good to be with you. How are you today, sir? Doing well, Darren. Good to be on with you as well. Thank you so much. Dominic, and I believe I'll say it correctly, Hulick is from the Chicagoland area, so just a little bit to our west, verbally commits to the Fighting Irish today. Uh, give me some of your early thoughts on what you've learned about this player from the Chicagoland area. Interesting prospect, Darren. Um, have you heard about the money position in Notre Dame's defense? Have you heard of this, Darren? A little bit, and I read it in your article today, so I'm kind of curious to get more insight. I'm, I, I, it was news to me. Uh, so it's in this Al Golden defense, the money position is this hybrid, you know, pass rushing, you know, stand-up linebacker role where, you know, Maris moves around. You guys see it on Saturdays, Maris does so much different stuff. Well, that's, that's what Notre Dame is recruiting Dominic Kulak for uh, Immaculate Conception High School in Elmhurst, Illinois. Um, so uh, he, you watch him on film, and you're like, man, he is, I mean, he's like catching bubble screens as a slot receiver and then getting after the quarterback on defense. Like, this is an intriguing player. Um, listed at 6'2 six, two, six, two or 6'3, 225 pounds. Uh, but he looks bigger than that, even. I mean, he, he's a pretty stocky kid. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's an intriguing athlete. I'm calling him a versatile defender because there's just a lot that he can do. Um, and Notre Dame's pretty excited about this pickup, uh, Darren. He's someone that they definitely put the squeeze on to try to get in their class, um, and that's exactly what Marcus Freeman's program did. Um, I believe you know he gave the staff indication earlier this week that he'd be committing and then announced it today. So Dominic Kulak had offers from Wisconsin, Iowa, some other Big Ten programs, um, and he definitely looks like an old-school you know, Big Ten linebacker with his build, and then you see him run around. You're like, okay, um, you know, I'm intrigued here. Hey, Mike, can you give our listeners an example of who plays that money position in Al Golden's defense this year? Who, who like might become in the future? Yeah, yeah. So it's Maris Leifau. That's that's the position. Um, you know, that, or that's the player who is currently yep. manning this again money position, which is which I hadn't heard before. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, like I said, like on Saturdays, you guys will see Maris, um, you know, he gets after the passer so much, he'll play linebacker, you know, he'll play some, you know, uh, split out, um, you know, over a, a, a tight end at times, he'll line up. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a player who has to have a lot of different tools in his tool belt. Um, and, uh, yeah, that definitely fits Dominic Kulak. And he actually, he actually could be a, a Division One tight end as well. He mm. looks pretty good on offense. So, Mike, this is now eight commitments so far in the class of 2025. How would you assess the early start to this class by Marcus Freeman's coaching staff? Yeah, it's off to a good start. There, you know, Notre Dame picked up its first commitment in April, 
during the spring game. And then it was a few months until Notre Dame picked up number two. And, you know, I remember some Irish fans like, Mike, like, are we concerned here? Like, does the staff forget how to recruit? Like, do they are they working on any, getting any commitments here? And I'm like, you know, let's wait a little bit. Cause you got to remember the year before that summer, you had C.J. Carr, Cam Williams, commit. I mean, some big names for the Irish in the 24 class. Um, so, you know, 25 didn't start as hot, but it, it definitely has heated up. I mean, let me ask you, Darren, as a, someone who's watched football your entire life, what is, if you had to say, what is the most important position on the field? Well, you always need a difference-making quarterback, in particular the uh, higher level you play at. The NFL, you better have a quarterback. And college football, you better have a, a dynamic quarterback as well. Yeah, and then the lines. Position. Now, I'll say, Darren, it's a pretty important spot, and Notre Dame – has a top 50 overall player, top five quarterback in the country committed right now, and Deuce Knight from Loosedale, Mississippi. So that's a pretty darn good start. Um, so, uh, yeah, if they get, you know, a different figure of quarterback, you know, the other pieces just kind of fall in line. So back-to-back years for Notre Dame, 24 and 25, just getting elite top 50 quarterbacks. I mean, when's the last time Notre Dame did that? Like 2007, 2008 kind of deal. Like it, it, it's been a while for Notre Dame recruiting at this level at quarterback. But yeah, I mean the rest of the class, it, you know, Notre Dame already has two running backs committed, and there yeah, we're talking about 2025. I, I apologize that I said this. Dominic Kulak is in the 2025 class, so he's listed at 6'3", 225 pounds. He's a high school junior. Um, so Notre Dame had eight commitments of high school juniors. They're at 23 in the 2024 class. So 2024 class is. High school seniors are signing in December um, for that early signing period, and then they'll enroll at Notre Dame either in January or next summer. These 2025 kids have a whole senior year to go. So they already have a few pass rushers committed. I've uh, got a couple running backs locked in. Um, and and uh, James Flanagan at tight end, the son of former Notre Dame defense lineman Jim Flanagan. Yep. And, yeah, the class is definitely headlined by that quarterback, Deuce Knight, you know, 6'5", 200-pound lefty. Mike Singer from Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com, is my guest. How busy was the coaching staff on the road this week? Yeah, definitely a good bit busy. I mean, they, they had practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, I believe they had some sort of practice on Thursday, but Marcus Freeman wasn't there, so um, I, I don't know what practice looks like inside head coach. Um, he was out on the road recruiting with director – of recruiting Chad Bowden Thursday in, in, uh, in Southern California. Uh, and they also made it to the northern part of the state as well. Um, and Al Washington was on the road Thursday. Uh, and then the rest of the staff hit the road Friday. Really, Darren, it's a lot of checking in on commits. Um, you know, I was talking to a source this week about Notre Dame recruiting, you know, someone close to the program. And they you know, how, how are things going inside the Goog? And the answer I got was, just kind of keep these guys committed. You know, it, it, we're only a few weeks from National Signing Day now, um, so it, you know, Notre Dame's still looking to put you know uh, some finishing touches on the class by, you know, potentially flipping a couple players. We'll see if that is able to happen. But you know, the definite priority is to make sure that the guys they have committed don't go anywhere because we've seen it in years past. Notre Dame's able to flip guys late. They also will have guys flip um you know from their program to different schools i mean just look at the running back position alone uh notre dame flipped audrick estime from michigan state and then last year 
They had a couple running backs slip away from them. Uh, Jaden Lamar. Jaden Lamar ended up at Oregon. Dylan Edwards, the speedster, ended up at Colorado. I mean, uh, it can be crazy down, uh, you know, the stretch in the cycle. So you've got to keep those guys locked in. Might be a couple of days early to fully know the answer to this, Mike. But is next weekend the final home game? Is there going to be much of a recruiting buzz at Notre Dame Stadium? Yeah, it'll be decent. It'll be kind of like the Pittsburgh game, Darren, um, where there's a few kind of marquee names, and then you'll have a few commits. And then, like, some notable underclassmen, guys with P5 offers, not offered by Notre Dame yet, but still notable prospects. So it should be a fine uh, recruiting weekend for the Irish. Uh, we've already reported on some few names um, right now, the biggest one being Ivan Taylor, class of 2025 defense back from Florida, son of Ike Taylor, who played um, with the Pittsburgh Steelers for you know a decade or so. Um, so he'll be in town. I have a prediction to him for uh, Ivan Taylor laying at Notre Dame. He is a top 100 defensive back. Just keep bringing those guys to Notre Dame, right? Um, so, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a, a solid recruiting weekend there. Final question for you, Mike. If you don't mind, I'm sure you get asked this a lot, so I apologize. But I'd like to get my listeners a little thought on this. But you talk to all of these kids that Notre Dame either recruits or gets commitments from, and – this is not a negative thing, what I'm about to say, but I would bet every kid is extremely confident in their abilities, and they believe that when they come to Notre Dame, they're going to start, and they're going to be a difference maker, and they're going to help Notre Dame win a national title. So with that being established, when you hear Notre Dame discuss the possibility of, of bringing in another transfer quarterback, You've got a lot of very interesting, Mike, young quarterbacks on the roster, and Jelly, Menchie, Carr, and hopefully Deuce Nye to be on the way as well. Do you think it deters any of them in their thoughts of coming to the University of Notre Dame? No, no. I mean, you bring in – if Notre Dame brought in a sophomore or something like that, maybe, but we're talking about a one-year rental. I mean, C.J. Yeah. Carr um, – Confident as he is in his own abilities, I don't even know if he thinks he would, he would be the guy as a, as a true freshman. Um, so I don't think – I mean, even if Notre Dame doesn't go to the portal this upcoming mm-hmm. season, and they – I mean, you would think they would go Steve Angeli, Kenny Minchie. I mean, at best, Carr maybe is number two guy. So – and that's without a transfer portal quarterback. So they'll bring one in for a year. Um if they do, and yeah, then you stick with your guys from there. This whole, yep. like, Notre Dame keeps going to the the portal, get quarterback, it, again, if they do, would be three in the past four years. Of course, going back to Cone, this is not something that Notre Dame would like to be doing. I don't think I mean, a program like Notre Dame wants to build from within. You go to the sure. portal to improve um your roster but that's not the ideal scenario you'd rather just have your your recruits you know you just want to hit um across the board uh, but you know sometimes that can't happen of course you will have transfers so you know you'll, you'll bring in some guys for death like you know the name antonio carter notre dame got that rhode sure. island defensive back commit i mean he, notre dame brought him and he's barely even playing um so sometimes it can be depth pieces Maybe they thought you know Carter would be you know be playing more. I'm I'm sure, but yeah, you know, that quite hasn't worked out for one reason or another. So 
you do have those depth piece additions at times, but usually you're, you're bringing in um, a, a transfer to start because, um, you know, uh, for whatever reason, you got to improve that position. And, you know, if Notre Dame does that for a quarterback, they're improving the position for the next year. And then I think after that, I think between, you know, Angeli, if he were to stick around, which I think is very much possible despite, you know, typically that third year, if you're not starting, you go. I think that he might stick around and you'd have Minchie, Carr, Knight. I think Notre Dame would be pretty pumped up about that yeah. quarterback room. And, and, and Darren, they still might not go to the portal this year. It's not a foregone conclusion. Sure. As Marcus Freeman said a couple weeks ago, they're deciding this kind of on the bye week. So I pray that one of these media members will ask Marcus Freeman, <laughs> and I'm sure it'll be one of the first questions. Hey, Marcus, you taking a transfer portal quarterback? It'll be interesting to see what Marcus has to say. Mike, what's happening right now at blueandgold.com? Yeah, bye week. So, uh, a little time to, you know, take a deep breath, and, uh, and and I took a day off this week, and some of my coworkers have as well. Um, but as we get into a Wake Forest prep, just a, a ton of articles uh, previewing that contest, just kind of all the details that you need to know, um, previewing that game, and then uh, everything from the recruiting side of things. Um, I mean, we have a ton of articles up uh, from this morning on uh, Dominic Kulak's commitment to Notre Dame, and. I mean, we'll have articles throughout the weekend as well. I've got some good stuff planned. So uh, if you're a first-time subscriber at Blue and Gold, uh, your first month, uh, I'm pretty sure it's still, we still have like a dollar uh, opportunity for you. So it's just a dollar for your first month. So you can check that out at blueandgold.com. Mike, I really appreciate you jumping on board on this Friday and talking some Notre Dame football recruiting. Enjoy your weekend, and we will talk to you next week. All right. Thank you, Darren. Sounds good. That's Mike Singer. Check him out at blueandgold.com, the Notre Dame football recruiting insider at Blue and Gold Illustrated. A timeout and then our Twitter question of the day on WSBT South Bend. What I was told was bone on bone. I-